Hello, Seattle Letter Carriers. Are you ready for the real commitment walk? The commitment walk where every carrier, every minute of every day demands dignity and respect. This is Dignity and Respect Today, and I'll be throwing darts at management every single episode. Today, I'm going to talk about Deems Desirable. And this story starts right before Labor Day, when a Wallingford station manager called in Winwright to inform Win that they were Deems Desirable for the entire Labor Day weekend. It didn't matter that it was their long weekend. It didn't matter if they had FMLA. Nothing mattered because the Postal Service needed win. And that was more important than anything else, including following any of the rules. Before I dive into the story, uh, I'd just like to have a little background. First of all, I'd like to thank my manager at Wallingford Station for the time to do these podcasts, for the time I'm off because I am a threat to the Postal Service. Well, here you go. I'm going to bring it on. Secondly, I'd like to make it clear that I wouldn't be reporting on 90% of these podcasts if USPS management did their most important job fully staffing our station and treating our employees like people. Everything, almost everything I talk about is because management at my station is completely incapable of doing their job. Finally, I'd like to just highlight that these podcasts are going to contain a lot of BS. BS stands for bad supervision. There will be loads of BS in these podcasts because, again, management is completely incapable of doing their job. And I'll call out BS, bad supervision, every time. So I'm absolutely certain that Winwright walked out of that manager's office saying, thinking one thing and one thing only. What the hell does Deems Desirable mean? Everybody who hears that says, what the hell does Deems Desirable mean? And they should, because it's part of what USPS management does. They take some obscure rule or regulation or sentence out of a handbook and they turn it into a tool that they weaponize that disregards everything they're supposed to do. For example, almost every carrier at some point in their career is hauled into an investigative interview and told that they are to be regular in attendance. No matter how often you ask, how hard you try, no matter what you do to get some kind of a specific definition of what regular attendance is, no one knows because there is no specific regulation. Oftentimes when I ask a manager, their response is simply, you're regular in attendance if you show up 
and work every minute of every day that we tell you to work. Deems Desirable is just as obscure and just as meaningless. ELM 513.36 deals with sick leave documentation requirements. 15.3.361, three days or less states, for periods of absences of three days or less, supervisors may accept the employee's statement explaining the absence medical documentation or other acceptable evidence of incapacitation for work or need to care for a family member is required only when the employee is on restricted sick leave or when the supervisor deems documentation desirable for the protection of the interests of the postal service. Substantiation of the family relationship must be provided if requested. There are two critical points to this passage. First of all, if you're sick for three days or less, you should be put on restricted sick leave. That's something your manager, your supervisor always ignores. And you know why they ignore it? Because it's too much work. And I'll tell you right now, Everybody I've come in association with at the station level of management does not want to work. The second passage is if the supervisor deems desirable for the protection of the interests of the Postal Service. And the only reason your supervisor or management feels that you're desirable to work on your day off or when you have sick leave or when you're FMLA or when you want to take care of a sick child is because they can't do their job. So management does what they've been doing for the past seven years that I've been working at Wallingford Station. They suck every minute of your life out because they can't staff the station. They don't have enough people to cover when you're sick. They don't have enough people to cover if you use your FMLA. They don't have enough people when people take their vacation. And here's what you need to know and you need to remember. You work for your pay paycheck. It's something you've earned. And nobody at USPS has the right to tell you how to spend the money that you earn. Everybody knows that. Sick leave is something you earn as well. It's not something that USPS management has the right to take away. There are certain circumstances where they may need to use you, but those have to be extraordinary circumstances. And as far as I can see, those circumstances never exist at Wallingford Station. So what does management do? They decide to bastardize some bizarre set of words and circumvent everything they're supposed to do. And what are they supposed to do? Exactly what it says in the sentence before the words deems desirable. They're supposed to use the restricted sick leave list to identify employees 
who have a pattern of abuse of the sick leave they've earned. They need to identify that pattern. They need to sit down with you to inform you of that pattern. They need to give you written documentation that you're being placed on restricted sick leave. None of that is happening. And if that happened, they need to review that after three months to determine whether you've improved that pattern. Then they can maybe take some action. But until then, they haven't done a bit of their job. To the NACL's credit, they recognize the potential for the abuse of restricted sick leave. So in 1977, they signed a memorandum with the United States Postal Service that stated at the end, however, management should inform employees prior to placing them on restricted sick leave that their usage of sick leave demonstrates a pattern of abusing the use of sick leave. Then around 2005, early 2006, Postal Service discovered the two words deems desirable and decided they'd try to circumvent your rights to the restricted sick leave, to notification that you had a pattern of abuse, to evaluation of your pattern and your efforts to change that pattern. And they put into their ERMS system uh, a command where they could deem you desirable. Again, the National Association of Letter Carriers responded by engaging management and eventually getting a memorandum signed in 2006 stating, availability of this ERMS options does not expand or diminish supervisory authority or change policy concerning medical documentation in any way. Meaning that you still had the right to the restricted stick leave process. Management needed to identify any pattern of abuse, needed to show you that pattern, and needed to put into writing that that pattern was being monitored. None of that ever happened because management does not like to work. Of course, postal management doubled down on that and decided that not only did you need documentation, it had to be medical documentation and it had to provide a diagnosis. Again, the National Association of Letter Carriers attacked that position and a year later, in 2007, signed a memorandum that stated that the Postal Service position is that Elm 513-362 and 513-364 are consistent with the Rehabilitation Act and do not require the employee to provide a diagnosis. Of course, deems desirable continued. And later that year in 2007, a Step B decision was handed down that stated employees are being quote unquote tagged as quote-unquote deems desirable without receiving prior notification and essentially management is circumventing their responsibilities under the ELM regarding restricted sick leave. Yet again, postal management chose to ignore any of the rules and regulations until a 2018 arbitration decision out of Toledo, Ohio concluded that 
the deems desirable option should not be activated for any extended period of time, but should normally remain active only for each specific absence for which we can fulfill our burden that the interests of the service needed to be protected. It should be deactivated immediately thereafter. Activation of the deems desirable option in ERM should not be made in lieu of placement on the restricted sick leave list. So if your manager or supervisor hauls you into the office with or without union representative and informs you that your deems desirable, you should immediately go to your union representative and ask them to file a grievance. I'm including an RFI uh, that, that, that you can use or your union steward can use. Basically ask the questions that need to be asked. How did you abuse your sick leave? What is that pattern of sick leave? What are the dates that you were abusing it? Did they ever establish an absence file? Did they ever review that absence file? Did their supervisors review it? Because I can guarantee you none of that is happening. I am also including interview questions for both the management staff at your station and that you should be asked by your union steward to establish that none of what should be happening with restricted sick leave is happening in any way. Finally, the central question in all of this is what is in the interest of the Postal Service that requires you to work on your scheduled day off, on your three-day weekends, when your child is sick, when you're sick? And the answer is nothing. There is no emergency. The only thing that is being created is BS, bad supervision by your managers and supervisors. They can't staff their station. They have never had a plan to staff your station. And as long as your station is not staffed correctly, they will continue to want to abuse you and your coworkers by sucking the life out of you, by working you every minute they possibly can, and calling you in and intimidating you as often as they possibly want. I've tried to include everything you'll need to grieve deems desirable. Some documents are in a PDF form, which will just pop up on a separate page when you click it. Some are in a Word document, which will be downloaded, and those Word documents are the ones you're going to want to use for this grievance. RFIs, interview questions. I've also included grievance case files, uh, management instructions, and a few reference materials that basically go over in more detail what deems desirable is. Finally, I'd like to give a shout out to all my fellow Wallingford Station carriers. I can honestly say I've never worked with a more hard working, dedicated, committed set of people that I am absolutely proud to represent. That concludes the start of this story. It has a beginning and it has a future. In fact, we're already in the future another month. I'll be winding my way both forward and backward as we go through this podcast. 
This story will include emergency placement, dignity, respect, and more. I have no idea where this will go because the people determining exactly where this goes are your supervisors, my supervisors, and my managers. Well, that concludes today's episode. I'm Ralph Kuhlman, and I'm a union steward at Wallingford Station in Seattle. I'd like to thank all the clowns that made this podcast necessary. The stellar management staff at Wallingford Station, the incomprehensible team at the Seattle Postmaster's office, ordering brutal commands in an effort to enforce the metric of the day, through the entire city and beyond. And finally, everybody at Upper Management at USPS. Your identification of the metric of the day makes all of this insanity possible.